So two men were, went to meet their friend, take him to the train stop, and they got there and the train was late. So they decided to stop and have some coffee and just have some good conversation. And they got so caught up in the conversation that they missed the announcement that the train was about to leave until suddenly they heard the last call. And so they get up from their table and they're running down the track and they're trying to catch up with that train. And two of the men were able to get on that last car and jump on, but that third man just watched them couldn't make it, was out of gas, just waved and started laughing. And an onlooker came over and said, why are you laughing? You missed your train. And he said, yep, I, I missed my train, but those two fellows that were with me, they came to see me off. <laughs> yes, if we're not careful, we will miss it. If we're not careful, we'll be just like that man that missed that train or those two guys that got so caught up in the moment and the excitement of it all, they forgot why they were even there. This night, we are here to not miss the greatest gift of all. For to you, this day is born a child. We hear the angels say, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will, you will find that child wrapped in bands of cloth, lying in a manger. People of God, let's not miss it. Will you pray with me? Gracious and amazing and loving God. Oh, how we can go through this month and get lullabied with all the carols and, and we can miss it if we're not careful so we want you to arrive this evening and settle our hearts and our minds and help us to hear the word made fresh today in you let the words of my mouth the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing unto you our God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So our story is set today by the good historian Luke. Luke, as a good historian, even begins to set the scene by saying, in those days. And then he proceeds to give us a bunch of facts, just the facts, ma'am, and he just starts lean, giving us the details. He sets the stage by telling us who's in, 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 who's in power and what authorities are there and what you know, political pronouncements are going on. For you see, he's setting the stage in time, but yet it's hard not to notice that it's a time of very familiar places. And so very quickly, our nativity story gives us an opportunity to realize that we are just like Mary and Joseph. This stage that's been set with few details gives us an idea, because isn't that how we tell time? We think about the culture and the context for which our lives are. Who was president? Was there a war going on? What was the best pop song of the day or the movie? And that's how we kind of think about or remember or recall an event in our lives. And so this historian, Luke, this writer, sets a scene. And even with just giving us the facts, give us an opportunity, invites us to see ourselves in such a time as Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph, who are struggling with finances, probably pressed a little heavy with the taxes and this pronouncement 
the census and the taxes and all these things can sound just like our time. And this day is where we find them. But I got to say, I'm not a historian. I'm a pastor, and I like a good story. <laughs> so I want the muck of it all. I find it just a little bit interesting that Luke just bypasses that birthing story. He just goes right on past all that blood and stuff and all that screaming and all that, oh, and gets right on to the meaning of the story. But not this pastor. There's a good story here. <laughs> There's some stuff here. Maybe Luke, maybe just maybe, maybe he'd never seen a birth before. Or maybe he knows how the story goes. It's not just a manger, but there's a cross and an empty tomb. So maybe he just bypassed these details because he didn't think it was important. But I don't want us to do that tonight. I don't want us to miss the emotion. I don't want us to miss the details of the pain and the suffering, the chaos of which this Christ child arrives. So I'm going to share a little scene with you from a movie called Nativity Story that I think is just beautiful to capture this. Joseph, the child is pressing. The child? Now. Now. Yes. We're very close. Bethlehem. We're here. We will find a place. I promise. God be with you. Is there a place for my wife and me to stay? I'm sorry. There is no room here.
That's a bit more like it. <laughs> it's a little bit more graphic than what Luke gave us. He told us about this couple who were in the middle of their lives making their plans and this God arrived, but we didn't feel or we can't experience the intensity of it all. This couple who were just trying to make a go of their life and all of a sudden, they had another mouth to feed right there in the most inconvenient of times, in the most unexpected way, this Godchild arrives. This is the nativity story. This is how God shows up for us. When we can't make sense of it, just breaks through without an invitation. In these broken places in our life, this is where God shows up and gets in the middle of it all. And in the most unsanitary way, doesn't mind that there's dust, doesn't mind the mess. This is the Christmas gift. And we are just like Mary and Joseph, and we find ourselves in these places, the places where we're probably cast out or struggling or trying to make sense of things and right there God arrives you see this nativity story this Christmas gift for unto you a child is born this day is asking us to think about this day our location what's going on in your life what's happening What's the political scene like? The economy's a scale. What's happening in your historic location? And right there, in the dark stillness of the night, God wants to arrive. Right there, God wants to be born. God is relentlessly pursuing us and saying, I'm in you, I'm with you. Won't you let me in this moment that you're struggling with or this moment of great joy? Can you feel me? Can you see me? Will you know me? I can say that when I began to notice my beloved wife, watching birthing shows when I was coming home from work, I turned a blind eye to it for quite a while. And I got news for you, what they show on TV nowadays in birthing shows, I did you a favor tonight with that scene. <laughs> I just would turn, just like a bad scene, I would turn my head and just kind of play it cool, and a couple of months go by, and finally one night, maybe after one too many glasses of wine, I finally got the bold courage and said, honey, 
Why are you watching all those birthing shows? And she had that look in her eyes. She had that look. And all those plans that we had made and all the thoughts, all of a sudden that beautiful, independent, focused woman that I had fallen in love with and all of those plans melted when I looked into her heart and to her eyes and saw that she was ready to give birth to life. Huh. My first thought, I'm too old. <laughs> my second thought, I'm too busy. And my third thought, I'm too poor. Giving birth to babies. We had plans. <laughs> that's a mama's that's a mama's amen. We had plans. <laughs> our nativity story. We hear this from Mary that she pondered in her heart. That must have meant what it was like for her to ponder it into her heart. It says that she thought about it, you know, and treasured it, trying to make meaning of it all, turning it over, trying to get it to fit, trying to make sense of it, this, this thing, this birth. And she even knew. I mean, the angels had come and told her, but yet when the shepherds arrived with that good news, the, the scripture today told us that she still pondered it in her heart. There's scripture just a little bit later on. We... We find her again, and her and Joseph, all of a sudden, Jesus has come up missing in the camp. He's 12 years old, and he's come up missing. And they have to go back to the city from which they had left, and they finally find him. He's at the temple saying he's busy doing God's work. <sighs> that baby. Once again, he explains to them, the Scripture tells us in Luke 2, 50, they didn't understand that statement which he had made to them. And Jesus returned to Nazareth with them and continued. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. He's 12 years old and she's still pondering the meaning of it all. She's still trying to make sense of it all. This birthing thing and this raising up a child of God thing, it's just not easy to understand. It's just not easy to make sense of. But God showed up as a baby. And why a baby? I can answer that because a baby changes everything. <laughs> Turns your life inside out and upside down. A baby changes everything. And God showed up as a baby. A God, for unto you this day a child is born. And you don't want to miss it. Why a baby? Because a baby changes everything. You don't want to blink. You don't want to shut your eyes. You might miss something. Like the first word, the first step, the first time they get lost in the crowd. That's all important. 
you see the Christmas surprise is that we had prayed for God to come and save the world, but God wants this day to arrive in us. This day, unto you, a child is born. I don't want us to miss one last interesting detail about God showing up instead of a pronouncement or a proclamation, but as a baby. There's no how-to books in raising a child. It takes a relationship. It takes you understanding the unique relationship you have with each one of your children. This God who showed up in a baby will grow up with us and we are to form and shape and mold and fashion and question and get mad and say, go to your room, God. <laughs> who is saving? Who here? But I don't want us to miss one more thing about the fact that God showed up in the form of a baby to you this day. For you see, it really does take a village to raise a child. The fact that God says Jesus emptied himself and came in the form of humanity. This God became vulnerable to us. This God released everything to be with us and trusted us, which means we can trust God and we can trust each other. The fact that God came as a baby is because we are all invited to be as a child of God innocent innocent to return like the still winter day to return to a new day we are all made delicate we have been reading all year long from this incredible book of awakening and I want to read a passage to you just to help us to remember that we're all made delicate the hard things break the soft things bend. The stubborn ones batter themselves against all that is immovable. The flexible adapt to what is before them. Of course, we're all hard and soft, stubborn and flexible. And so we all break until we learn to bend and are battered until we accept what is before us. This brings to mind the Sumerian rule of Gilgamesh, the stubborn, hard king who sought to ask the immortal one the secret of life. He was told that there would be stones on the path to guide him. But in his urgency and pride, Gilgamesh was annoyed to find his path blocked. So he smashed the very stones that would help him. In his blindness of heart, he broke everything he needed to discover his way. With the same confusion, we too break what we need. We push away those that we love. And we isolate ourselves when we need to be held most. There have been many times in my life when I was too proud to ask for help or too afraid to ask to be held. And in the frenzy of my own isolation, like Gilgamesh, I smashed the window I was trying to open. I split the bench I was trying to hammer. And I've made matters worse by bruising the one I meant to be tender with. The live bow bends, the dead twig snaps. We're humbled to soften from our griefs or else in brittle time become the next thing grieved. 
Jesus comes unto you this day as a child to remind us this Christmas day not to miss it. This God, this God wants it all. If this God showed up as an adult, we'd just visit like a good old-fashioned friend and have a cup of coffee. We would just appear here and there. But a child needs us to care and nurture and listen and question. This God wants it all. And so came to us in that way this day in our situation, wherever that is and whatever is going on, and then reminds us to be vulnerable, to be held, to be loved. This is the Christmas gift for unto you this day a child is born. Don't miss it. Amen.